warm overconfidence that he is unable to perceive that he is flying the bomber into a flak storm, essentially. Mm. And who just says, oh, not good old Arfie, and so on. Anyway, um, uh, the article goes on. Lord Cameron of Chipping Norton, as he will be introduced in the House of Lords on Monday, uh, is no stranger to making such pink cheek denials of blame. Well, his cheeks are always pink. It's not really fair to criticize him <laughs> like that. And uh, the, the article then goes to note, of course, like holding and losing the Brexit referendum, accusations of familiar relations with the pig's head in Oxford. And then, and then, of course, quoting the, I am riding to the rescue with supply chain finance and my new friend Lex Greensill. Uh, in his text to Tom Scholar on 6 March 2020. Right. Yeah. All best from the heart yeah. of the machine. Yeah. Riding to the rescue. Riding to the rescue on this popping lawnmower. Choice of words, in retrospect. Uh, well, well, with my one Australian man in shorts who underwrote all the insurance for the global economy. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that element of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for that one pyramid scheme. Yeah. So, while global politics may have completely changed in the seven years since he left Downing Street, Cameron's cozy social world has remained familiar. I'm removing a lot of information about, like, George Osborne and like the London people. Yes, like dipshit friends. Yeah. yeah. George, George Osborne is chatting to your daughter at the Chiltern Firehouse if you're wondering where he is. So I'd... <laughs> I, it, it just occurs to me at one point that this man, who is now Foreign Secretary, his big like foreign policy coup was taking Xi Jinping down the pub. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, what? Yeah, he he, t- he yeah he took him to the pub. Uh, there's there's like a very strange photo of uh, of Xi with like a a pint in his hand. Uh, uh, <laughs> get, him, get, him a, get him a fucking carling. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Love Gavin it. Newsom knows what to do. He took President Xi to a basketball game. Yeah. Which was. Yeah, a, and he, yeah loved he loved it. it. Yeah, <laughs> just like. He has the, like, Golden State Warriors shirt. He's, like, genuinely, like, smiling yeah. like I've never seen him anywhere else. And then they took him to this shitty, like, Oxfordshire, posh, rural cunt pub. And he's just, like, grimly downing a lager. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, <laughs> Pork scratching, Xi. <laughs> I feel like you've got Chinese equivalent <laughs> in that. So like Cameron, Cameron sort of like splitting open a bag of crisps to like share across the now, table. Uh, now this this Mister <laughs> Ping is uh, it's called fruit machine. No, it, do, it doesn't doesn't dispense fruit. I can see the I can see the uh, problem there. No, it's uh, it's low stakes gambling. Right now, when I you lo- see the cherries, you've got to hit the leprechaun button. <laughs> Look, I'll just let you have a go. <laughs> David Cameron's local sort of immediately transforming to, like, slightly rough pub through yeah. the, like, osmosis of, like, being exposed to, like, a Milo bit. Right, you need any meat, you talk to Dave in the corner. <laughs> just don't approach him at an angle, because he doesn't like that, okay? And he can also do so, like- your DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> just baffling, you know. War starts with China due to inviting them to like quiz night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an argument yeah. over like Xi Jinping has got the answer to a question right, but they're insisting that the correct answer is a commonly believed misconception. And he's like, "Why don't we just Google it?" And he's like, "It's not how we fucking do things in this pub." <laughs> I like, I, I like uh, uh, Xi Jinping whispering to his translator, and the translator turning to David Cameron and says. What is this? Let's get quizzical. Uh, so. <laughs> None of these team names make sense. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Mr. Ping, sit down and eat your pickled egg before <laughs> I, before it gets tasty in here. All right. Uh, so, so this is back to the article. It says uh, there are also journalists to whom he's more than a contact, including Daniel mm. Finkelstein and Alice Thompson of the Times, along with her husband Edward Heathcote Amory, as well as Robert Harbin of the Daily Mail, who attended the Cameron's wedding in '96. 
The Cameron Supporters Club also once included the former MP Hugo Swire, up to that point that his wife, Sasha, revealed all the inner workings of Cameron's mateocracy. In her memoirs, Mate. Diary of an MP's Wife, Dave, quote-unquote, stayed up late to watch the film Atonement with the sole aim of admiring Kira Knightley's nipples. <laughs> I mean, look, very... boom among us. <laughs> boom. Oops. Yeah. I love, yeah, I do love that kind of guy. There are, like, guys on Letterboxd who do have, like, the whole... Um, films to watch uh, where you see an actress's or like an actor's, you know, uh, boobs. That's it. That's the dedicate. He's, he's a letter, but he's a he's a letterbox guy. A I love it. Skin guy. I love it. Isn't isn't Atonement mostly about like Harry Styles or whatever getting killed in World no, War One? No, no, no. Harry Harry Styles is in is in Dunkirk. James McAvoy survives World War Two in, oh, in and, and his reward is he gets to see Kira Knightley's boobs for like yeah, a yeah, few yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, in, whereas in he Dunkirk gets... there are no boobs in there, and I know that because I've seen Dunkirk several times. Uh, yeah, uh, James McAvoy gets falsely accused of raping Kira Knightley by a precocious child, who is then narrates. Uh, okay, I did not know that was the plot of Atonement. What? I'm very. And, and, but that's but that comes back to David Cameron hears that uh, plot and just says, "Well, I'll go in for the nipples because he's." Kira Knightley does not that's... get raped in the film. I should I should stress it's it's a consensual sex scene in the film that is that okay. is, is sort of overseen mm. by a precocious child who because James McAvoy's character is like the the gardener or something yeah, like but you that. Would, you wouldn't know like, that. Well, yeah. there's no way that she would willingly have sex with with such a with such mm. a low class individual. So she tells everyone that he raped her, and then she's so embarrassed that she won't admit that they. But actually, you wouldn't really know this yeah. if you actually watched the film, and that's the difference between Which you and David Cameron. I did, because I also fancy Kira Knightley. Yeah, it's but you true. actually watch the film, which makes you gay, unlike <laughs> him, <laughs> who is straight mm, yeah, and, only watches, and only watches films because of boobs. It is, however, the Chipping Norton set, of which Clarkson is a member, that is the most intriguing aspect of Cameron's world. Uh, Perhaps tantalized by stories of cheese parties on the estate of blur bassist Alex James. Wow. Oh, wow. Fucking hell. The vibes. Imagine the Alex James cheese party vibes. Yeah, yeah. we're at, we're at the cool uh, blur party with Graham Coxon and James Roundtree, and you're not allowed in. You can go to the cheese one with Alex James. <laughs> and jolly pilgrimages to the Cornbury Music Festival, also known as Poshstock. Sorry, it's Dave Roundtree. Don't do not write in. Do not write in and tell me his name's not James Roundtree. I know that. <laughs> Both Clarkson's anecdote and sources in regular contact with the former PM. Suge today suggests that his set remains one of Cameron's touchstones despite all the outside pressures on it. Uh, columnist Peter Oborn described it as, quote, an incestuous collection of loose, affluent, power-hungry, and amoral Londoners located in and around the Prime, Minister Ox Prime Minister's Oxfordshire constituency. But not only that, we're also talking about, like, News of the World executives, uh, such as Rebecca Brooks and, um, and her uh, uh, now husband. Still? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Huh. yeah. I mean, lo loyalty persists at the Alex James cheese party, you know? You know, yeah. this is... It's like a brotherhood. I'd rather go to the Alex Jones cheese party. Imagine <laughs> what a night that would be. And, and Some what... of these cheeses are made of babies! And, and what I find really... I bought it from Argentina. <laughs> what I find is like quite telling. Again, this comes back to David Cameron as a man of perfect emptiness. Um, mm. This is this, this anecdote also from the article. Man of constant horror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Brooks and her husband, Charlie, who went to Eaton with Cameron, live a mile from the former PM's home in Dean. Thanks, thanking Brooks for letting him ride on her horses, Cameron had texted the animal was, quote, fast, unpredictable, and hard to control, but fun. Uh, Brooks, <laughs> just like my wife. <laughs> Brooks reminisced to the Levison inquiry that Cameron signed some of his miss missives to her, LOL, until she told him it meant laugh out loud, not lots of love. Awesome. Awesome. I love that David Cameron isn't even a boomer. 
but he has the affect of a boomer, mm. which is glorious. Yeah, boomer is a mindset more than anything. And, and, and in fact, that even though they 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 were on the rocks in two, Eaton right now is cranking out the first Zuma boomers. <laughs> it's, uh... The bazoomers. <laughs> um, uh, it's and and even though they fell out for a little while, they're back to being friends again because they mm. all know that fundamentally they're on the same side. And I don't think Cameron really God, right, even understands else. that uh, anything really ever went wrong for him. That, that's the sense I get from reading the anecdotes in this article. This is not a man who mm. understands that he ever made a mistake. Well, yeah. like the thing that always sticks with me about David Cameron is after he resigned, having lost the Brexit referendum, he got caught in the hot mic going back into Downing Street, like humming a jaunty little tune to himself. He's, like, a, he's, just, was... he's just an oaf. He's just like, he's yeah. just a. He's just mm. and the he thing be about oaf talk and yeah, that's right he should didn't, he didn't bother him he should be on oaf talk he was just fine but that's the thing about like being in Britain like high British society really values values its oafs and like one of the promises is that mm-hmm. if you go to the right schools and you live in the right places and you talk in the right way it doesn't matter what you do if you are a lovable oaf then they will protect you we're gonna expand the he chipping wasn't even lovable. we're gonna expand the chipping Norton set it's now gonna include. Jim Skin, uh, Big John, who says Bosh, uh, is gonna is gonna include Jordan McCann. Just explain who some of these people are for the listeners. Yeah, so just like uh, just like patching patching things up with Rebecca Brooks at the Horse and Hound. Big John is a is a fat man from Romford, and and that is the extent of why he's famous. He's on TikTok and he goes out for big Chineses. And he he goes and he and he tucks a little um a little napkin into the neck of his of his grey Lonsdale polo shirt and he eats yeah. enough Chinese food to kill a lesser man and then um and then he says bosh and then it's revealed that like his polo shirt is still covered in stains despite the napkin and also everyone in the Chinese restaurant is like his best friend like the, the Chinese guys who own that restaurant in, in Romford like they understand that without that man they would have to sell one of their cars like they like they like they bring him a birthday cake like um yeah Jordan McCann so is, 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 so is, is big jo- is he's like one of those retired gam- like retired old ladies that lives in Las Vegas and just gambles away their children's inheritance money that like the casino sends a car for from this chinese restaurant yeah yeah basically <laughs> okay. yes um 